0: To 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We'll be going there first in a couple of minutes. Good evening and welcome. Thank you. All right. Can, can folks hear me? Is this thing working? Okay. All right, good. Um, so uh, I'm picking up where James left off and continuing uh, the, uh, the rest of the lessons for 10 steps. The New Spiritual You, a book by uh, one of our brothers down in Oklahoma, at the Oklahoma Church of Christ, Mike Mazzalongo and uh, James has uh, told you about him and introduced him several times. Uh, and his book, in the beginning, credits, and he cites and integrates... funny that was there earlier but anyway Chuck Swindoll all right and so this book is uh based on uh or or taken from the concepts in Chuck Swindoll's book um and so when whenever there's a study and uh and it's introduced to me as a book study the first thing I do is order the book and start looking at it and then follow along so uh, so I have those books uh, both good reads uh and uh well recommended Let's go ahead and open with a prayer before we start class. Our loving Father, we are thankful for another opportunity uh, here in the middle of the week to come together to uh, study and learn from your Word. Father, uh, as always, we pray that the things that are said here tonight uh, by both the teacher and the uh, uh, the members who uh, who make comments are uh, spoken in accordance with your will that we might speak as of the oracles of your word in all things. Mm-hmm. Father, we're thankful for your word and for the guidance that we receive from it. Uh, the hope of life eternal in heaven with you. We pray for our Uh, Classes down the hall, Father, that uh, all things be well with them, that uh, their studies are fruitful, uh, and we're so thankful, Father, for all of our teachers and their dedication and teaching uh, our young folks uh, uh, in the children's classes uh, that we might bring them up in your way that uh, when they're older they will not depart from it. And, Father, we're... uh, Prayerful, uh, continuously for uh, our brother Chuck, and uh, we're so thankful for his contribution and his influence on all of us here in this congregation, and uh, the excellent teaching, and uh, and for his example. And we just continue to pray for for Chuck and for his family, and uh, just pray that you would be with all of them, Father, and continue to to provide. Yeah the strength and the comfort that comes from your word and from the love we have for one another as a family in Christ And Father bless us now as we go into our study uh, help us to focus on the things that are said here uh, and uh, to tune out all the, the other things that might interfere and, and just dedicate ourselves to learning more about Jesus and thank you most of all for him It's in his name we pray. Amen. All right. Um, So, tonight's lesson is on the topic of prayer. And I did want to remind us of one thing. Uh, James has mentioned this before. You'll hear me repeat a lot of things James has mentioned, right? Um, And by the way, James, thank you for uh, asking me to to help you with this. uh, 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 But I kind of wish. He gave me the option. He said, however you want to do it. He said, if you'll co-teach this with me. You can go first or we can take turns or you can go at the end and I said, "Well, I got a whole lot going on right now, so I better take the second half." And um, and he's a hard act to follow, so I'm kind of thinking I w- I should have gone first. But uh, uh but thank you for for uh, allowing me to do this. I appreciate that very much. Um, it's just another opportunity for me to study one more thing. So, um so in Mike's book on the front, on the cover here, Mike Mazzalongo, uh, it says 10 steps to the new spiritual you. And then right under that in a little box, it says a small group study, which unfortunately is pretty much what we have here, right? A small group study for mature Christians, right? So for, uh, for example, tonight we're going into the topic of prayer, uh, but this, uh, this study, uh, is, uh, uh, delivered with the expectation that you already have the foundation on the concept of prayer. Um, that's why it says a small group study for mature Christians. So we're, we've moved beyond the milk, if you will, and we're getting into some meat. Uh, so uh, uh, I, I didn't catch that at first. And after James taught the first lesson, I was like, Oh, he didn't mention this. He didn't mention that. We didn't go into this, and I was like, "Oh, that's right. We're <laughs> uh, we already have the foundation, or that's the expectation." Uh, so you'll see a slide come up here in a minute. While I'll re- make a recommendation to help you strengthen that foundation, if if you need to, and and do it anyway, whether you need to or not. Uh, it's a good recommendation. So, um so it's a small group study for mature Christians, and the goal of this book. Where do you point this thing? I'm low tech, guys. No worries. I take back all that stuff. I said. Okay, so our goal for this study, uh, and this is a reminder, also a kind of a review, is that we become more like God and that we're more Christ-like. These are scriptures that that I keep hitting on. Um, Matthew 5.48 and Luke 6.36, where those two verses, uh, one says, Be ye merciful as God is merciful, and Matthew 5.48. And then in Luke 6.36, Be ye perfect, therefore, as God is perfect. And uh, 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, where Paul said, Be imitators of me as I am also of Christ. So it's our goal to be more like God, And more Christ-like. And so, that's pretty small. Uh, So this is why I had you turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we'll start with verse 7 there. 2 Corinthians 4, and I'll read 7 through 11. Um, And this is going to tell us why we have this goal and this purpose. Not only during the the time that we're we're, uh, having this class, but all the time. Uh, It's our goal to be more like God and more Christ-like. Beginning of verse 7 there in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And then uh, from Romans 6, where it talks about uh, dying to the old self and arising a new person to walk in a newness of life uh, when we're baptized. Uh, so we understand this. There in verse 11 where it says that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Manifested means revealed. So that Christ may be revealed through us. And we see examples of that all over Scripture. Um, there in John 13 and verse 34 and 35 where he, he issued that new command where he said uh, this is how uh, the world will know that you are my disciples that you love one another and that's one of the most important ways that people see Christ manifested or revealed through us that we love one another and when you talk about loving one another you always have to stop like James said say right stop Pause, Think about it. And then ask the question that Mike Sherrill always asks. How you doing with that one? How you doing with that? Loving one another. If there are any problems, stop and work on it. Okay? Uh, plenty of commands about that, but you do it because you want to. We are studying disciplines in this study that help us in the in this spiritual transformation. <clears throat> uh, there in Romans twelve one and 2 where it says... Um, uh, where it it tells us to to offer our bodies as living sacrifices Um, that's a continuous process the whole time you're alive after you become a Christian right? Uh, as well as a a lot of times people look at the passages that say for example uh, hearing uh, 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 faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God there in Hebrews chapter 10 and I think verse 26, 27, 17 Faith comes by hearing, and hearing the Word of God. Um, but that's a continuous process, even beyond the point that hearing led you to make the decision to be baptized into Christ. Even beyond that, according to the Great Commission, Matthew 28 and 18 through 20 there, the Great Commission where it says that uh, <clears throat> we go, we teach. You focus on the verbs there, we go, we teach. We baptize and then continue to teach and learn the things in the red and the black print for the rest of our lives, right? So we're studying disciplines that help us in this spiritual transformation. All right. Disciplines like intimacy. Intimacy. That James has already covered. Consciously drawing nearer to God, and what a better topic than prayer to discuss intimacy and drawing near to God. Simplicity, uncluttering our lives. Anybody got a cluttered life, right? Um, you know, I'm I'm even thankful for. Uh, and, and Melissa and I uh, are are kind of always doing the spring cleaning. And, uh, you know, things come into the house, things have got to go out, and you want to keep things, uh, I, I would like to be a minimalist. I'm not sure if you know what that means, but, uh, just have fewer things. I've got too many things that I've accumulated for the, the 30 plus years that I've been alive, you know. And, uh, uh, get a lot of things, need to see some of that go away, let other people enjoy it, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, but I need simpli- simplicity, need to unclutter my life but uh so those are the physical things how are we focused on spiritually uncluttering our lives right uh you gotta be careful with the influence of material uh that uh you know we're warned in scripture about false doctrine we're warned in scripture about false teaching and there's a lot of it out there and uh we're we're told to guard and protect our hearts, right? And so we need to be careful about what we allow into our brains and into our hearts. So uh, we're uncluttering our lives for simplicity. And we talked about silence and solitude, quietly listening to and for God, right? Uh, we talked about it last week uh, at some point, uh, Psalms 119.11, where he says, Thy word... God's word I have hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against him and we had already mentioned earlier wherefore any man speaks so let him speak as of the oracles of God speak in accordance with God's word so when we talk about silence and solitude listening to God and listening for God uh, that only works if you've hidden his word in your heart because his word is what we're listening for and listening to And His Word is applicable to every situation in life. We'll talk about suffering a little bit in a minute. Now, I'll show you some purpose for suffering. You already know it, but we're going to review that, right? So, listening to and listening for God, His Word—that's how God communicates to us. Surrender, letting go the responsibility, letting go of the responsibility for our transformation to God. Okay, So in this session, we're going to look at the sixth step uh, of the disciplines, which is prayer. In other words, understanding how to communicate with our Father when we do speak to Him. And uh, so I want to pause here for a moment and make a recommendation, uh, because uh, as we had mentioned on the cover of Mike's book, he said, small group study for mature Christians, getting into some meteor stuff. Uh go back into the archives of the church website. So if you're on the home page of the website up at the top it says watch and then click that and it'll drop down. Don't hit live, but hit archive, right? And in that archive you'll find all the recorded lessons back to about two thousand fifteen or fourteen, right? Um and and by the way, uh these are some excellent videos, some excellent lessons. Um uh, it's better than television, right? Uh, way better. It's got everything: action, drama, comedy. It's it's all in there, right? And uh, and and you know, instead of watching, and I know I I love to watch Andy Griffith show and The Heat of the Night, the, some of these things on the the channels. Are, but uh, uh, instead of watching TV, open up that archive and go down to August 29th because they're arranged by date, most recent at the top. August 29th of last year in 2021, and Bob Lawrence taught a lesson called This Then Is How You Should Pray. Right? Uh to, to kind of review the foundational stuff on prayer that we're kind of kind of moving past tonight as we go along. So let's talk about some of the things that prayer is not, right? In just a moment. All right. Um <laughs> Uh, prayer is understanding how to communicate with God when we do speak to him Uh, yeah and there's the recommendation for Bob's lesson Uh, uh, write down the date or uh, you know lock it in August of 2021 this then is how you should pray and uh, go listen to that again excellent lesson on prayer and it's actually a lesson about a lesson Jesus taught on prayer there in Matthew right Okay, so prayer is not bargaining. And there are four things we're going to look at that prayer is not, right? So, in this type of exchange, a person attempts to change God's mind. I think I remember Moses doing some of that, right? Or to offer him something in order to move him to take action in our favor. Um, For example... If you heal me, I'll be a good person. Uh, I will come back to church. I'll start being faithful. You know, I mean, uh, any kind of a situation where you find yourself in prayer bargaining with God, right? So that's that's not uh, what we do with prayer. Uh, prayer is not a get-rich scheme. Uh, prayer does not automatically result in an abundance of blessings. <clears throat> Sometimes God lets people die. Or remain in suffering or difficulty. And so I'd mentioned we would look at a passage on suffering um, when I'd said that God's word is applicable to everything, even suffering, right? Uh, so turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter one. And I'm just going to read three and four for the sake of time here, but go back later and keep reading past that to, to get the, the context, right? Very important material there. Um, in Paul's letter to the church in Corinth where he said in verse 3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God, pay it forward, right? So remember this, second Corinthians chapter one, verse three and four. Remember later to go read more here to put it in context, right? Um, but a lot of suffering going on. Who hasn't experienced some suffering in their life? right? So we ask, why? Why me? Right? Well, Here's part of God's explanation here. You know? Um, how could we relate to Jesus' suffering if we didn't have any of our own? Right? I know it's it's easy to say that because at the moment there's not a lot of suffering going on as I stand before you. So this is a time for me when it's really easy for me to say that to you, but... Uh, that's the truth you have to hang on to when you get into the middle of it. Since they say that suffering will cause a person to either move farther away from God or draw nearer to Him, draw nearer to Him. Make sure you do that. Make a commitment at a time when you're not in the middle of suffering that no matter what happens, no matter what comes your way, it's going to draw you nearer to God. Okay, you got to make that commitment. you got to solidify that. Lock it in. So that when something happens, Thy word I have hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against Thee. Prayer is not a wish list. I keep forgetting the PowerPoints back there. So, remind me if you need to. We do not use God as a rubber stamp for getting all we want. Some think that prayer is just the expression of our desires desires before God. And then finally, prayer is not a ritual or charm. For example, if you say a certain number of prayers or say them in a certain way or in a particular day or order, they will be effective. This is the basis of magic and the occult, not of mature spirituality pray without ceasing uh, but not this way Uh, a constant and continuous conversation with your God with our God so that's what prayer is not those things we talked about let's talk about what it is prayer needs to be a calling out to God Prayer is a personal conversation with God that includes praise, thanksgiving, request, and repentance, to name but a few of the elements of prayer. In prayer, we call out to God to know His will concerning the matters that we are putting before Him in prayer. Prayer needs to be a priority. Oh, let's go to Daniel 9 first, since that's up there. Let's go to Daniel 9 for a moment. Daniel chapter 9. So I had just mentioned that uh, um, in our conversation with God, that it includes praise, thanksgiving, request, and repentance, to name of, but a few of the elements. And I think one of the best lessons on prayer comes from Daniel chapter 9, uh, Daniel's prayer for his people. And uh, we'll just uh, kind of skim through this real quick and look at uh, some of the things here. <clears throat> uh, so Daniel is praying. Um, in verse 3 he says, Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make request by prayer and supplications, with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps His covenant and mercy with those who love Him and with those who keep His commandments. We have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled, even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. God's Word, right? Right? that we hide in our hearts, that we might not sin against Him. Verse 6, Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers and all the people of the land. Um, Then go down to verse 9 where it says, To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, like we had just read there when we were looking at suffering in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. And down in verse 13 he says, Yet we have not made our prayer before the Lord our God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand your truth. So Daniel here is confessing, we have not made our prayer to you. Wow. That's powerful stuff. How many of us need to make a confession like that? We have not prayed to you. In verse 16, he goes on to say, O Lord, according to all your righteousness, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people are a reproach to all those around us. Now, therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant and his supplications. And for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary O my God this is verse 18 O my God incline your ear and hear open your eyes and see our desolations in the city which is called by your name for we do, do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds but because of your great mercies the God of mercy and all comfort. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people are called by your name. And then I'll I'll wrap this up with verse 20 there where he says, uh, Daniel said, Now while I was speaking, praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God so there are his priorities priority 1 confessing my sin priority 2 and the sin of my people and presenting my su- then you present your supplication so that's how we approach God in prayer okay uh Prayer needs to be a priority in our lives. You've heard it before, God doesn't want your spare time, He wants your precious time. All right? First Timothy chapter two and verse one and two. Therefore I exhort first, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority. Gotta set your politics aside. Why? Why do I need to set my politics aside and pray for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence? And if you go read Romans chapter 13 where it talks about obeying the government authorities, it tells you the same thing. Gives you the same reason. There in Romans thirteen, so um, prayer needs to become our remedy for worry, right? Uh, and the uh, Sermon on the Mount goes into that uh, in depth. There, warning us not to not to be folks who worry. Um, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions, as the heathen do, or uh, as the Gentiles do. It says in some versions, for they think they will be heard for their many words vain repetition um, so we need to think about that is is there is there any aspect uh of my prayer that that I've repeated so often uh that it it may have become a vain repetition you know I've never understood the the uh the command of a priest to go and do ten Hail Marys. I've, 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 I haven't understood that. But I do understand that, uh, that, uh, God is opposed to vain repetition. Okay? Be careful how you say things like, Lord willing. Do you really mean that when you say it? Because something like that can become vain repetition be careful what you're thinking when you tell your wife you love her guys because something like that can become a vain repetition be careful when you're singing a song even together in the congregation following along because you've memorized a song you've sang it for so many years but if you're not thinking about that praise that you're giving to God in song might be vain repetition so we, we run quality control on ourselves constantly, right? We want to be very sincere, mindful, thoughtful Christians. So prayer needs to be a priority. It needs to become our remedy for worry. Godly, mature Christians replace worry with prayer in their lives. We seek God's solutions for our troubles through prayer instead of more worry. and then prayer needs to be constant 1st Thessalonians and uh, we'll we'll look at a couple of scriptures here 1st Thessalonians 5.16 is the one that uh, we think of most when we talk about prayer being constant rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So let me back up, kind of rearrange it, give it a little more meaning. Clarification, uh, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and the will of God in Christ Jesus for me is... Uh, that I give thanks in everything not for everything we're reminded of this and some good lessons it doesn't say uh, be thankful for everything but be thankful in everything no matter what's going on everything moves us nearer to God and we're thankful we are uh, a habitually uh, and characteristically thankful people in all circumstances, we are thankful to our God. And we have so much to be thankful for. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4 through 7. I'll put that there. Yeah. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And you notice in verse 6, there's that word everything again. Right? Be anxious for nothing but in everything, not for everything, but in everything that life throws at you. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. And when it hits you, it will. It really does. You know that, right? We're in the meat here. Will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then first Peter chapter five and verses six and seven. <clears throat> uh, I think Tony talked about this recently uh, earlier this week or last week therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God okay that's first step humble yourselves right constantly that he may exalt you in due time and check this out in verse 7 Mike's going to like this because he's a fisherman. Casting all your care upon Him. There's your prayer. Can you think of a different way to cast all your cares on Him? I can't. Got to pray, right? Casting all your cares upon Him. For He cares for you. Right? Right? So, you know, uh, imagine a child speaking to their parent, a parent who doesn't care. It's sad, but it happens, right? God is not that parent. When we communicate with God, we're talking to a father who cares, right? In fact, he's the original caring father and the one who is best at it All right. He cares for us. And that was 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. All right, so let's. uh, I'm going to back up. Paul says, pray without ceasing. Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Why, you ask? Because trouble and stress are always there. Sometimes it's worse than at other times, but it's always there. so prayer must also be there each day as well. And you know, I'm analyzing my audience. I probably wouldn't say these things if we had children in here with us, uh, or many children. <laughs> uh, because, uh, man, when I was, uh, you know, 11, uh, my only concern was keeping air in the tire of my bicycle and having a few pennies to get some little candy from the store. You could you could get candy with pennies back then, right? Uh oh life was so good, you know. Uh and then you become an adult and then you get into some of this uh trouble and stress. And uh that's when we're mature enough to digest the meat of God's word, uh to hide his word in our heart, to protect us uh and to sustain us. So that we can be for him, be for him, and with him for all of eternity. As human beings, we are naturally concerned about illness and trials, but concern is different than worry. So there's a couple of concepts that'd be good for us to study as you have time. Uh, the difference between concern and worry, and then when you when you when you face some difficult situations uh, and you feel stress and troubling times, ask yourself. Hey, am I concerned right now or am I worrying? Concern treats matters seriously, relying on God to provide what is needed through prayer. That's Christian concern, right? Worry is choosing to fret and review the problem without giving it to God in prayer, casting our cares upon Him because He cares, right? The problem with worry is that it has no faith attached to it. So, it is a non-spiritual action that has no effect on the situation other than weakening the individual. So, perils and promises of prayer. Prayer is not a substitute for human responsibility. Prayer, um, I'm sorry, pray and work and serve and seek to persevere. Yes, pray for success on the exam, but do not forget to study. All right? Pray to the true God. The true God is not your grandfather or your buddy or a faraway judge. He is the creator of everything and an all-powerful being for whom nothing is impossible. Trust in that. When you pray. God answers prayers in His way, not ours. Look at Second Corinthians chapter twelve for a moment. Beginning with verse seven. Second Corinthians twelve. Seven. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me, and He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And the... Uh, yeah, I know that, that's, that's, uh, something that, that takes some work to wrap your mind around, but you gotta do that work, right? Therefore, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the prayer, the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in affirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. He takes pleasure in those things, those bad things, because when he is weak, he is strong. So that's what we're working toward by uh, by uh, building this discipline within ourselves in this uh, through this lesson. So um, God gave Paul what he needed—humility—and not what he wanted, which was healing. God wanted to be glorified through Paul's weakness rather than by his strength. No matter what, God is with you regardless of the answer or time frame because you are praying God is with you. In the end, being with God is what brings peace and joy. Not having your prayers answered. Okay. So, the discussion questions... (laughs) <laughs> we got like three minutes? Okay. So is this the microphone? that? Uh, yes. All right. And, and I can... <clears throat> okay. Uh, so our first discussion question, and these are the ones that uh, he's got the microphone to give you and you can answer, right? Share with the group a prayer of yours that was answered or not answered and how that affected your faith.
1: So with the birth of my the birth of my first daughter and she had bad heart problems and we were down in San Francisco in the hospital and i prayed for a new heart for my daughter then later after many prayers of this way i understood what that meant another family needed to lose their child so i stopped that prayer I prayed for my wife, my daughter, my son, and myself. So I changed my prayer.
0: In your opinion, and I like how these questions are straight out of Mike's book, I like how he qualifies this as opinion. So it's okay, share your opinion, right? Uh, what is the greatest misconception people have about prayer and why?
1: I think uh, the big misconception is that if you uh, pray that you get what you want, you get the answers that you're looking for, And that's just not the case sometimes. Sometimes it's not the answers you want at all. And that's just part of the process. Anyone else?
0: What is the greatest hindrance in your prayer life, and how has this affected you?
1: I think uh prior to uh having difficulties in life I think you really don't think about prayer so much if you're happy, you're healthy, but when you have issues or someone close to you have issues I think then is when you realize what prayer is and and how it affects you. You 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 pray all the time and you know that maybe it's not now but maybe it's later. <clears throat> maybe God's testing to see how long you pray. And uh so I think that's
0: that's what how it affects you. That's okay, I got a mic. Um, uh, so for me, uh, sometimes when we come together for worship, uh, on Sunday, for example, and, uh, and I'm on the schedule to lead a prayer, a public prayer for the congregation, uh, I'm nervous about that. Uh, and, and thank goodness that, w- that we have that, uh, that bulletin and those secretaries that put that together. So I know that's coming because as soon as I find out I, I'm gonna lead a prayer, uh, for the congregation, that's a very important thing that's not something to be taken lightly uh... so i start thinking about that and planning that uh, and uh... but there are occasions when 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 i will be called upon to pray and i might forget uh... that i'm actually talking to god uh, it's not an opportunity for me to teach or share my opinions or correct uh... the congregation for anything uh, I'm praying to God, and I'm representing us collectively in that prayer during our worship. So that that can be a hindrance for me. I have to I have to focus. You know. Okay. And uh, I hear children. So, uh, real quick, how would you encourage someone who has given up on prayer? I'm sure Russ is taking care of all those kids, so don't worry about it. Can you give up on prayer without giving up on God? Yeah, that's an excellent question, because um, uh, if I stop communicating with God, it, it's kind of an indication that I don't believe he's there.
1: So, if I'm sp- speaking with a friend, let's say, my I a good friend? Yes, no. Hopefully he says yes. And if he says yes, I know a better friend to speak with. And he always has the right answer. I don't. And I just try to remind him what a good friend we have who will speak the truth no matter what.
0: All right. So I'm concerned, though not worried, about them kids running wild out there so let's go ahead and wrap this up and then we'll get ready to come in for our devotional uh if you hadn't planned on staying for the devotional please change your mind and uh and uh, go ahead and give us a few more minutes of your time uh and you will be edified from that so thank you